All right, welcome to another episode of the Post Purchase Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Seth Stevens. I'm missing my other co-host, Sean Hart. He's down with COVID this week. So, oh. um, but we do have a very special guest. We have Chris McCabe uh, from e-commerce. Chris, Chris, I'm so excited uh, to have you here today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Nice to see you in person, even though we're not in person. <laughs> see you. It's all like real life, right? Yes, it feels like you're right here. So, so Chris, I know you and I spoke several weeks ago about yeah. you know your history, and you have a long and colorful history in the Amazon <laughs> space, and that's who our audience is. It's Amazon mm -hmm. sellers. So, Chris, walk us back through um, who you are and how did you get into this crazy game? Yeah, I started working at Amazon about 15 years ago now. I think um, stayed there for several years working on what's commonly known as seller performance teams, doing investigations of seller accounts sending warnings, sometimes suspending accounts. I was also on the other side of that, which was reading appeals that sellers would send in when they wanted to get reinstated. So kind of adjudicating appeals while also picking out who presented a risk either to Amazon or to buyers or to other sellers and identifying them for suspension. So I worked on those teams, you know, performance evaluation slash policy enforcement teams for five and a half, six years. And I've been consulting for several years since leaving Amazon, I would say for the better part of the last decade. Yeah. Um, so in terms of all this stuff that we're probably talking about, account reinstatements, uh, ASIN takedowns and, and reinstatement appeals, I would say I took a year off. So I would say 13 out of the last 14 years have been dedicated to this uh, material. Wow. So Chris, you were the guy on the other end of uh, the support team when I'm trying to get my listing reinstated because I didn't know what I was doing in 2013. I was just creating a listing and yeah. you guys, uh, it flagged and then you were on the other side. So you saw from the inside Amazon's perspective, which is, you know, a really good position to be in because you understand yeah. the philosophy and what they're trying to accomplish. So Chris, what's a big misconception that sellers have that you see all the time? Well, so here's one misconception. I never worked on support teams. Uh, <laughs> seller performance support and seller support are seller two totally different yes, things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you worked in seller performance, which is... Seller support is who you call in and you talk to reps. Yeah. So, and then seller performance is the email that you um, don't Seller performance get. isn't a team that you can call into. Yeah. Yeah. Seller performance, um, I think we have a little bit of a lag. That's why I'm missing your question. But seller performance uh, is the team that you can't call in and talk to. They're the ones who are reading your written material, opening your attachments. Um, it could also be somebody's reporting you for bad behavior or you're reporting somebody else for bad behavior. So reviewing those abuse reports, enforcing Amazon policies is, is the short version, but not somebody you call in and talk to. That's support. Yeah. That's kind of the low level, you know, seller customer service, if you want to call it that. So, yeah, I'm going to try to, uh, make up for our lag here, Chris. So you mm -hmm. work for seller performance, not to be confused yep. with seller support, which is who you call into, but I remember vividly, um, creating, you know, responses to seller performance because maybe a listing got flagged or in the worst case, our account would get shut down. Right. And right. we had to figure out what we did wrong and then put it in a language that, that you guys would either understand where we were coming from, you know, so then to point out where we were coming from. So, um, like mm -hmm. I said, it's a really interesting perspective that you have that, um, is useful to the average Amazon seller, just trying to build their brand on Amazon. So Chris, yeah. what are you seeing out there in the world that, you know, people are getting wrong when they're building brands and selling on Amazon? 
Yeah. So one thing they get wrong is the appeals process, understanding what's required and expected on Amazon's side. When they ask for a plan of action, Amazon makes it sound really straightforward and direct and easy in their message to you. And of course, sellers don't understand. I mean, one popular misconception is they don't understand if you get one thing wrong on that plan of action, they will reject it. It has to be damn near perfect. And Mm -hmm. if it's not perfect, you should go back and tweak it a bit more before you even send it in. But if you happen to send it in and it gets rejected, a lot of sellers don't understand that you got to go to account health reps and you can call into that team, not just to support. Don't call into support on this type of thing, suspended accounts, suspended listings. If your appeal gets rejected, get account health reps to tell you exactly why it was rejected. No general guidance, no crazy suggestions just off the top of their heads rejection reasons and denial notes. If, if, if you get nothing else out of them, you get specifics in terms of why it was rejected. If they try to say, I can't tell you exactly why, I can't read to you from your account annotations, bounce right back and say, no, I don't want you to do that. Paraphrase it if you have to, but I can't appeal this again until I know exactly why my listing appeal was denied or my uh, account reinstatement appeal was rejected. So that's one thing brands need to, I think, understand earlier in the process. Otherwise, they're sending in appeals with like a 10 or 20% chance of success or maybe lower. And they don't understand that they might think it looks great to them. And then to Amazon, it looks deficient. And there's a huge gap in between those two concepts. Yeah. That's what we experienced as well. So, so Chris, um, you're talking about reaching out to the account health team. If you have an issue Mm -hmm. with the product or your account, um, how, how would somebody listening, uh, contact the account health team? It's that call me now button in Seller Central. There you go. So call me yeah. now. If you have a product suspension or an account suspension, that's the team you want to get a hold of, Chris. You want to get you want to get in touch with account health reps because they're kind of the buffer between you and my former teams, Seller Performance. Seller Performance is never going to call you or write you a lengthy customized description of why they denied your appeal. There might be reasons why they denied it that are annotated on the account. Account health reps are supposed to give you the gist of that before you revise it and send it in again. Otherwise, you're just guessing every time why they rejected it. So you might have to press them a little bit. Sometimes they sort of don't want to share the nitty gritty info or details. They've kind of been trained to be cagey and sometimes even dismissive if you're looking for that detailed info um it's kind of funny right amazon loves to create these new new teams that make it look like they're seller friendly we've seen this how many times over how many years yeah that's in theory but what is it in practice oh in practice they're they're letting you have a couple bites out of that sandwich but they're not letting you eat the whole sandwich let's put it that Mm -hmm. way so so chris you were working in seller performance then you branched out and you're helping sellers now kind of bridge that gap in terms of communicating with seller performance. So you've seen a lot of different cases, I'm sure. What are Mm -hmm. some common, uh, um, you know, holes that sellers are falling into where they're, they're making, they're literally making a mistake that's causing them to get flagged or anything come to mind? Not having their intellectual property locked down is something that's extremely common these days, not being trademark registered, not being in brand registry at all. Um, not copywriting their images or written detail page, text, uh, written language there, not understanding patent or design, you know, infringements, just not understanding intellectual property in general, because, you know, they, they don't have an intellectual property attorney. Maybe they have a general business attorney who doesn't understand how IP plays out on Amazon, or, or maybe they simply want to manage all that themselves without having that legal knowledge. Uh, we see a lot of brands hiring 
these crazy attorneys that label themselves Amazon experts for no real reason. Uh, they're not intellectual property attorneys. Um, and they just like to shout the loudest and, you know, promote themselves the most. I mean, those aren't the kinds of attorneys you want in the Amazon space. Those, uh, to the contrary, those seem to be the worst and the weakest services out there. So that's one issue is intellectual property and, and rights ownership protection. But also brands need to understand how any level of success they have on Amazon, they will attract eyeballs, not just more buyers and consumers. They're going to attract competitors and black hat competitors, fraudulent competitors succeed now on the marketplace more than they ever have before. There are more ways of attacking you now than there ever have been despite what Amazon might be putting out there in terms of all these wonderful processes and tools and teams and all this great stuff they put together to protect you. Unfortunately, they don't seem to quality assurance any of that and none of it seems to work very well. Um, or they just leave the wrong people in charge for months or years and nothing really improves. Um, you have to protect yourself is the bottom line. Don't count on Amazon to fix things for you unless you bang on their door really loudly um, not unprofessionally, mind you, and don't write in all caps and don't spam them or anything crazy, but be factual, be direct and know how to escalate this stuff because management at Amazon needs to learn this stuff from you. They haven't taken the time to learn it themselves. They're not effective on their own. You have to teach them by giving them all these examples, um, how many ways you've been attacked, how many sales it's cost you, right? Keep track of revenue loss, keep track of how many days it's been or weeks. Um, that's the only way to get it in front of the right people at Amazon and make them make them care enough to do something about it. Yeah, that's really solid advice. So Chris, before the call, we were talking about, you know, right now is a special time. We're recording this right before Thanksgiving, which leads into Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all these really big sales days for Amazon sellers and e-commerce yeah. sellers. And you were saying, you know, basically I'm not going to have a very comfortable few days because I'm going to be inundated with all these sellers that are getting attacked. So yeah. Chris, talk us through the state of the union in terms of how do we protect our listings the best that we can? Um, and then what are some of the common ways listings are getting attacked right now, um, especially heading into this really heavy uh, selling season? Yeah, I mean, back-end keyword abuse is something that's been known for a long time. Um, Black Hats try to roll out new techniques around this week, this time of year, um, but it goes throughout Q4. And these are tactics that are used throughout the year, some of them as well. Fake IP complaints we talked about, um, fake safety complaints, whether it's like a fake product recall. We've seen people trying to fake that there's a product recall, getting brands to contact their manufacturers when there's nothing there. It's all made up. It's all bogus. Unfortunately, Amazon's rubber stamping these types of reports they get about, you know, you've miscategorized your product, right? You're in the wrong category. A lot of, a lot of people are wasting time appealing just to get back into the category their products already should be in. Um, simply because they're getting abusive attacks from another seller who knows how to game Amazon systems, knows the ins and outs of what what teams to complain to and how to do it. So, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I have to say people have to keep an eye late Friday night, um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday into Q4. You have to keep an eye of, on uh, attacks that might happen in the middle of the night. <laughs> I mean, you can't forego sleep just to keep an eye on this stuff. <laughs> but you have to be aware that somebody's going to try to hit you when you're at your weakest. And they're going to understand that Amazon's drowning in appeals this week and this month anyway. So Amazon will take a long time to get back to you. Well, your attackers know that too. So they're trying to make it so that it takes you longer to appeal it, longer to get reinstated. 
And then we also have this phenomenon where a lot of sellers don't understand the gravity of the situation and they just slap something together or they, you know, buy a cheap template online and fill in some blanks or they hire somebody who has no idea what they're doing to do this for them. That extends how many days of sales you're going to lose because you're, you're first, you're getting attacked without expecting it and you're left scrambling and you're wasting time trying to put something together. But secondarily, you're reacting poorly with the wrong type of solution and that's extending it days into weeks, which for a lot of people, revenue in Q4 makes the most of their year, you know, yeah. they're grossing, they're grossing a big portion, however many, you know, percentage points that they're looking to get in, in October, November, December. Um, you know, this can punch a giant hole in their plans for the next year. So, well, that that's happened to, um, to us before Chris, where, yep. you know, we loaded up on inventory December 1st, we get attacked and we're down through the entire Christmas season. And then we're left holding all this extra inventory. So yeah. I think that's pretty much why um, you stepped out on your own and you started helping sellers, right? You, you want to help them not go through the same difficult struggle. So talk a little bit about, um, you created this company called e-commerce Chris, right? And you guys yeah. specifically help sellers navigate these uh these rough waters so can you talk a little bit about um deciding to formalize this create a company around it and what you guys do for sure um the i would say generally speaking the the remaining the the last chunk of my time at amazon i saw that there was a downward trend there were poor performance managers around us um not a lot of smart minds in the room um and just messaging was getting worse investigation quality was getting worse um, cronyism, just lots of bad decision making, and and the team looked like it was kind of fraying at the seams, and, and and I I expected that to get worse the year after I left, so I took a year off and then jumped into e-commerce, Chris, to help Amazon sellers understand seller performance because back you know 2014 2015 people were just guessing at this stuff. There wasn't a lot of uh, there were no Amazonians leaving Amazon to consult except in the revenue growth or brand management space. There was no one from my former teams doing this. And I understood that the the um, knowledge gap was so wide because of the lack of information. So somebody like me at some point, whether it ended up being me or someone else, had to come out and step forward and say, this is how they think. Unless you try to think like they think, you're not going to get very far. You're just going to frustrate yourself. You're going to get angry. You're going to communicate badly with them. Um, that was the Amazon side. I also wanted to coach sellers on being a little bit more honest with themselves about things that might be going wrong that they're doing. Are they really listing, uh, reading listing policies? Are they really following policy guidelines? Um, are they just winging it and experimenting and expecting mercy from Amazon or charity from Amazon or leniency from Amazon? I think this was one of the big early messages I communicated to everyone is, do not expect charity. Do not expect mercy. Amazon doesn't really care about you or your company or your business unless you're making the money without being much of a hassle. If yeah. they think that they have to keep reminding you of things, they're going to shut you down. If yep. they think that you're going to keep dismissing their performance notifications in Seller Central, they're going to shut you down. It's not a give and take. You're not equal partners. It's not an exchange of information. It's, are you, it's a parent-child relationship. And I say this as someone who has no kids, but I think I get the gist of it, which is do as we say, right? Do as we say, not as we do. There's one set of rules for Amazon. There's another set of rules for you. 
So the sooner you kind of wrap your arms around that, the better, because they mean it. And they're not interested in the kind of, I think when I started consulting, there were a lot of excuses people would send into Amazon, like we're new, you know, we hired some bad people. We're sorry. We're new. We're sorry. They don't care how new you are. They don't care if you have a steep learning curve. What they care about is seamless experience, best buyer experience, but also a seamless experience for them, for Amazon, (laughs) so that they don't have to keep looking at your account, right? I think that's something that gets kind of forgotten in the background noise sometimes is that Amazon wants a smooth ride for their buyers, but they want a smooth ride for themselves too. So they can focus on growth and they can focus on making money and not have to focus on your deficiencies or deficits. Wow. I I really love the way that you put that, Chris. I never thought about it, but Amazon is like your parent and then they're, they're doling out the discipline when you step out of line. (laughs) So, so, um, and it might, I mean, you can argue when you're a kid, we've all been kids, right? We've all been kids. We've all tried to debate and argue things with our parents. At some point they just say, look, debate is over. The decision's (laughs) been made. So somebody with authority over you making a decision. I mean, that's ultimately what the account and ACE and suspension process is, right? Yeah, exactly. So Chris, um, so you guys help when the going gets rough and you have a product suspension, you have an account suspension, you have something going on that's tough, tough to deal with and you want to solve it fast and you need somebody that's on your team. So Chris, where can people um, reach out to you to, to figure out if what you guys can do can help them? Sure. So our uh, intake form is at support at ecommercechris.com. That's the best way to get us information. Hopefully some details. You don't have to send us the phone book, but uh, how long it's been, how many times you've appealed, what they suspended you for. Lots of times we ask people to send us the suspension notification, uh, the notice from Amazon right off the bat so we can see what's going on because we do have a lot of sellers contacting us saying, we're suspended and we don't know why, or they're not understanding the messaging that they received from Amazon, which is completely understandable. Lots of suspension messages from Amazon don't give details. It's very murky. Um, We help kind of jump in and translate some of that info so that they can start on the path to the right appeal. You know, whether or not they're going to have us handle their appeal strategy for them, they at least need to be turned in the right direction or going down the right path in terms of what Amazon expects and what they themselves will have to compose to get out of trouble. Amazing. So if you guys have any issues and you just want um, Chris and his team to take a look, then support at ecommercechris.com. It's a great place to start. Um, Chris, as we move to the last segment of our show, we have a couple of fun questions for you. First question mm-hmm. is, um, you've been around the game a while. Do you have any favorite business books? So I do. I've had some uh, interesting times reading books about Amazon. There actually aren't that many books about Amazon from like ex-Amazonians or um, I did read uh, the Working Backwards book. Have you seen that one? I, I don't I don't think I've read that one. Um, from, yeah, of course I'm blanking on the author's name right now, but um, it's, it's one of Jeff's former shadows. You know how Jeff had shadows at Amazon yeah. people that would, Andy Jassy, the current CEO was a, was a shadow of his, right? Um, it's Colin. Now I'm blank. I can't believe it. it's Colin is his first name. C-O-L-I-N. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm blanking on his last name, but working backwards, I don't have a copy of it here because I lent it out. Um, but understanding the Amazon mindset is, is really important, but also Colin Breyer, right? Breyer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and um, I think he lives in Seattle. I've never spoken to him directly. I spoke with his uh, representatives a couple of times. Um, 
for our conference. We were going to potentially have as a speaker for uh, the seller velocity conference this year, but um, working backwards is good for understanding the high level Amazon executive mindset, not just the Amazon mindset, which can mean a lot of things. How do high level executives at Amazon think? Because ultimately these days, those are a lot of the people you have to message or tweet at or call out and say, Hey, your teams have failed me. We've put in a good appeal. We attached everything we're asked to attach. And they're asking us for the same documents over and over, or they're sending us the same message over and over, or we simply never hear back when we appeal. Ultimately, you're going to VPs and senior VPs and executives at Amazon to say, can you please grab the manager or the lead on this team, rattle their cage a little bit, find out why they can't read emails, can't respond to appeals appropriately, and why their direct reports are never held accountable for you know, slipshod or incompetent work, because ultimately that's costing us money. It's costing us days of sales. Um, you know, executives at Amazon at this point understand that they have to intervene and be the go-between when communication breakdowns happen between sellers and the teams that report to them. It's unfortunate that the quality assurance and, and investigative quality isn't really there and they can't remedy this from the inside, but they need more examples from sellers to show how many breakdowns there've been, how many appeals have been missed, uh, the escalation process is really the only way to do that. And high level executives in Amazon are where those escalations tip- typically, you know, uh, go to be reviewed properly. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a great. Um, so working backwards by mm-hmm. uh, Colin Breyer. Colin yeah. Breyer. And mm-hmm. then, then the next question that we have um, mm-hmm. is Chris, in the game of business, the, the chips that we count are money and money buys things. And sometimes the things that we buy aren't really worth it, but sometimes they are. <laughs> Right. So what's yep. something that you purchased, which maybe was a splurge for you, but you don't regret spending the money on it. Does it have to be a material item or no. can it be, Whatever. um, I would have to say, I would have to say my, my last uh, plane ticket to Hawaii was definitely a splurge. Um, but I did a lot of hiking when I was there. Hawaii is kind of a place I go sometimes, which isn't great for East coast business hours, of course, but, um, just to get away for a while, hike, um, be able to hike somewhere, but also go swimming, Yeah, <laughs> especially in January, which is when I was there. So it's good hiking in January. Uh, it's It gets you off the mainland for a while. And I think you need that. You need to take a step away from constant Amazon life sometimes and hang out with people that maybe don't think about Amazon all day um, yeah. and swim in the ocean. Think about what you want the rest of your day to look like. Get into your you know, peaceful place so that if you do have to write a contentious email the next day or (laughs) review somebody's reinstatement appeal, um, you're doing it without being so manic and stressed and and so labored. You're kind of in a position where you have a better perspective on where that business fits into your life, not just into that one day. Yeah, Chris, I never, ever regret stepping away for a minute. It's like, it's a reframe, isn't it? It resets everything. So I yeah. definitely resonate with you on that one. So Chris, as we step out of here today yeah. um, and come to the close of our show, um, we can send people back to support at ecommercechris.com. Any place else they should find out more about what you have going on? Yeah, and we have a services page on ecommercechris.com. There's a right. wide variety of services, whether you're being attacked by an abusive party or um, you're getting fake complaints, whatever kind that might be. Um, there's all kinds of needs that sellers have these days. Sometimes they've just hired the wrong uh, service to help them with something and they got into trouble instead of getting more sales out of it. So 
ideally you have us review your account before something goes wrong, right? Instead of talking about suspension appeals or after the fact um, reinstatement strategy that you require, try to get in touch with us earlier in the cycle so that you know that if you get attacked, you know what to do. If your listing gets suspended, you have at least a couple of ideas of what has to be done first. If you need yeah. to escalate something, you have an idea of who those parties are out there because it's not always you know, being kicked around publicly. So account review services are pretty important as well. We love to get out in front of this stuff to prevent a suspension as opposed to remedying a suspension once it hits. Yeah, that's really great advice. So Chris, I really appreciate you being on the show today um, and look forward to a future webinar where we're going to host you and let you walk through a full um, presentation of what mm -hmm. you guys do and, and what sellers out there really should be thinking about as they're growing their business so they don't fall in all of these traps that are so easy to fall in because um, Amazon's changing the rules constantly, it feels like. So you have to stay mm -hmm. on your toes and you have to know what's going on. So thank you so much, Chris. Terrific. Thanks, Sub. All right. Thanks, guys.